You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. To the town of our free road, a stranger one fine day. Hardly spoke to folks around him, didn't have too much to say. No one dared to ask his business, no one dared to make a slip. The stranger there among them had a big iron on his hip, big iron on his hip. It was early in the morning when he rode into the town. He came riding from the south side, slowly looking all around. He's an outlaw, loose and running, came the whisper from each lip. And he's here to do some business with a big iron on his hip, big iron on his hip. All right, for this episode, we're going to be talking about Marty Robbins' gunfighter ballads and trail songs. In the room, I have Rob, Grady, Ben. Uh, Hey. And John. Uh, Gunfighter Ballads and Trail Songs is the fifth studio album by Marty Robbins. It was released in September of 1959 on Columbia Records, produced by Don Law, and the genre is country. Born and raised in Glendale, Arizona, Robbins was exposed to music at an early age. His mother's father was Texas Bob Heckle, a former medicine show man who told his grandson cowboy stories and tales of of the traveling show. Robbins became enraptured by the cowboy tales, and once he became a teenager, worked with his older brother on a ranch outside Phoenix, Arizona. Robbins never graduated from high school, and in his late teens, he started turning to petty crimes while living as a hobo. In 1943, he joined the U.S. Navy to fight World War II, and while he was in the service, he taught himself how to play guitar. He developed a taste for Hawaiian music, and after Robbins left the Navy in 1947, he returned to Glendale where he began to sing in local clubs and radio stations. Within three years, he had developed a strong reputation throughout Arizona, appearing regularly on radio and his own television show. In 1951, little Jimmy Dickens made a guest appearance on Robbins' TV show and got Robbins a record deal with Columbia Records. Gunfighter ballads and trail songs peaked at number six on the U.S. pop album charts and was certified gold in 1965 and platinum in 1986. How did we like Marty Robbins' Gunfire Ballads? Well, you can't escape, you can't escape the 50s uh, without uh, some white dude dressed up as a cowboy. Um, That was just kind of the thing. That said, this album is awesome. It is so good. Every single song, you just bob your head, you know. (laughs) I don't know, I I have nothing bad to say about this record. it's, it's Did we think we were going to escape the '50s without seeing a white dude? I mean, Gene Autry had had was kind of passed, but smart money's on a white guy dressed up like a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, sure, you know? I mean, he's a black hat though, which is uh, that is cool. Yeah, very outlaw. Cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. No, it's, it's yeah, I, I just love his voice. It's just so buttery smooth, and the harmonies and. Yeah, just you, you find yourself moving along even when he's talking about getting shot and whatever else. You said they busted this out in a day? Yeah. 
yeah. whole album. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's insane. Yeah. Pros. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So I felt the same way. The harmonies really caught me. Those harmonies and the quality of the recording, his voice, and yeah, consistent. There's not a dud in this Mm-mm. entire album. Does anyone know is this album <clears throat> before or after uh, the group, the Sons of the Pioneers? I do not know. Because that's what it, I don't know if yeah. they remind me of this or if this reminds me of them. I, I was going to ask something similar. I don't know where this is on the timeline of this mm-hmm. style of music, but it, it's it's just like the lonesome cowboy harmonies, you know, just campfire songs. Well, who, who does that? That uh, the tumble and tumbleweed. That's song. the oh, that's that, the pioneers. That, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what I was thinking. And they do a version of Cool Water too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be noted he wrote four, I believe, out of the. I think there's 12 songs oh yeah on the original got it right here big iron yeah he el paso yeah he wrote some of the the hits yeah i mean the big ones um but yeah i was impressed by that yeah he didn't just do traditional he also had a big part of uh, writing well i saw that uh, three of the songs the three that he that he wrote were voted by some group as Top 100 country songs of all time. So like this, this had the this had the goods certainly. That's cool. And he he actually branched out. He wasn't just a country western star. He actually had a, a kind of diverse repertoire. And he did Hawaiian music, mm-hmm. um, and he did some pop music. So it wasn't just a drove country. race cars. He did drive <laughs> race cars. Do you want to talk about his uh, NASCAR? His NASCAR career? <laughs> I don't. All the the extent of my knowledge is that he had one. Yeah, yeah. It says in addition to his uh, recordings and performances, Robin was an avid race car driver, competing in thirty five career NASCAR Grand National races with six top ten finishes. Wow. So, and apparently, pretty, uh, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty honorable dude. There was a race in the seventies where he could have t boned a car that was on the track, and instead he drove into a wall. Uh, which may have saved the guy who was stopped on the track's life. Something was an idiot. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like, dummy. You could won. Well, if you're going to run into something regardless, might as well run into the thing that doesn't have another dude in it. Right. Or, or something between running into a guy and running into a wall, if you have any other choice. If, yeah, if there's, yeah a, like the third option. if there's a choice C. Go around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or stop. Right. Not an And now, my friends, you've asked me what makes me sad and still And why my brow is darkened like the clouds upon the hill Running your pony's closer and I'll tell to you my tale Of Utah Care, my partner, and his last ride on the trail We rode the range together, had rode it side by side I loved him like a brother, and I wept when Utah died. We were rounding up one morning. The songs of the Pioneers are, are certainly predate this. They, they go back to 1933, so this probably drew a lot of influence from from that. And and the the book here says that he he sort of grew up uh, idolizing the the the, the, TV, the country sort of movie. Yeah. Um, the genre. Um, and so he was obviously paying some amount of tribute, and in doing so, wrote some of the best country music of all time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, can we talk about El Paso? Sure. 
Man. about how cool of a song that is. And that's just one of the songs I feel like I've known the song El Paso my whole life. Yeah. yeah. Like I I became conscious knowing the song El Paso <laughs> long before I knew who the hell Marty Robbins was. It, it's it's just one of those songs that, that's always been there. That it's introduction such a cool story. is yeah. just it's so so familiar and. It apparently that song, you know, and its fame is is so powerful that it, it caused him to write a prequel <laughs> and a sequel mm-hmm. to the yeah. song. Yeah, like, Star Wars. Yeah, he Star Wars out that song. <laughs> the, the prequel, like you know, the prequel and the sequel didn't get as famous as El Paso. Isn't that uh, or one of those songs, the one they used for the last episode of Breaking Bad? Uh, they hmm. used El Paso. El Paso. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. Yeah. El Paso. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's been it's Literally still in fitting. our pop culture because. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I believe the video game it was oh, yeah. using uh, Fallout, Fallout New Vegas. Uh, yeah, that's Big, Big Iron. Big Iron. Yeah. So even now we're still going back to to this album. But whether it's a post-apocalyptic wasteland or <laughs> you know the '50s Gunsmoke era, like his voice will take you right there. Early 2000s Albuquerque. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you need something high and plaintive and a little dangerous or very dangerous, he'll take you right there. Yeah. yeah, unlike some of the other albums that we listened to thus far, like this one is one I would actually go back to and re-listen, like mul- multiple times. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, like that. Yeah, this is just something that should be in the catalog of things you have. Yeah, I like, agree. A good with one that. to put on at any number of occasions. Yeah. yeah, this is one of those albums. Also, kind of like Ventures albums and Herb Albert albums that at least st- now. You can still just walk into a record store and they've got a copy of it normally, yep. you know, in like the three buck bin. And it, and it transcends. I mean, the, the the era a lot more so that I mean, is you know certainly a product of its time to a certain extent, but it doesn't sound particularly dated, and it still seems fresh. And like the the guitar parts seem you know you know modern enough. They're not you know some of those earlier albums. The solos were a little fumbly and a little questionable or or, or whatever the. Uh, just that, you know, the, you know, the production, the musicality, the, the everything on on this is just yeah, it's kind of perfect. It kind of has that Nashville sound, that super produced sound. Do you um, know where it was recorded? I what guess it, California. What is what is it about El Paso that you you identify so much with? Well, is I it think the music, the lyrics. As I think, as a a young person that heard it on like on an oldie st- channel, like riding in the car or whatever. It's probably one of the first songs I've heard on the radio where the lead singer is the protagonist who dies. You know, <clears throat> and it's a story. And, it's just, and the whole thing is like a Western serial, like an old like radio show. He's telling you a story. And up until the end, like, you think that he, he might be able to pull this thing off. And like even as a little kid, that resonated with me. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't need pictures or anything. You're just telling you a cool cowboy story. And then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> but he still gets the girl. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's what kind of sets this apart is almost every single one of these, I mean, it tells you their trail song, uh, gunfighter ballads, and they're all, um, I think most of them are in 3-3, they're, they're in that ballad, mm-hmm. um, strum, but yeah, they all tell a story. Some of them could be, they might be a little s- similar, but you want to hear the ending of mm-hmm. all of them. You want to, it, it makes you stand up and pay attention and you are just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. That's something that not every folk or country artist can do. And his voice couldn't be any clearer. 
and the, yeah, the melodies combined with the the lyrics and, and just the purity of his voice. Yeah, it's so compelling, and, and yeah, it, it's a story you want to you want to hear to the, to the end. I can't I can't find anything else about where this was actually recorded here. Um, um, did anybody else have a favorite track other than El Paso? Love Big Iron. Yeah, yeah Big Iron is <laughs> definitely that classic. Good, good first song mm-hmm. for sure. Oh. Um, and I actually kind of like the Master's Call. I was. That's it was an cool interesting one. theme. Yeah. In, in the Master's Call. Yeah, it's got this. It's got some unexpected. It goes into a little bit more unexpected places. Um, when he goes up, he goes up, and then he drops it down for a minor. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant songwriting. Actually, it's El Paso, Big Iron, and The Master's Call that were all voted on as three <laughs> yeah. of the top 100. We got good taste. Yeah. Yeah. Frightened, I was thinking of sinful deeds I'd done. I failed to see the thousand head of cattle start to run. The cattle they stampeded were running all around. My pony ran but stumbled and it threw me to the ground. I felt the end was near, that death would be the price. When a mighty bowl of lightning showed the face of Jesus Christ. And I cried, oh Lord, forgive me, don't let it happen now. I want to live for you alone, oh God, these words I vow. My wicked past unfolded, I thought of wasted years. When another bowl of lightning killed a hundred head of steers And the others rushed on by me And I was left to live The master had a reason life is his to take or give A miracle performed that night I wasn't meant to die The dead ones formed a barricade least six or seven high Right behind it there was I Afraid but safe and sound I cried and begged for mercy. <clears throat> I mean, a lot of the others are standards. Sure, uh, sure. But you could you couldn't tell. I mean, he makes them his own. And the ones the that we listed were three of the four that he wrote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was fourth? Fourth yeah. was in the valley. So what do we think about these um, compared to the Leuven brothers? I wasn't here for Leuven Brothers Day. <laughs> <laughs> but you but you listened to the album. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like the Leuven Brothers maybe had more traditional songs of, of, of love and loss. And yeah. these, as as cowboy ballads and tales of the West, uh, uh, have a bit more... I mean, I guess we all like to imagine ourselves as, you know, heading out there against the world. And, and there's something, whatever you want to say about it, there's something about this that's more resonant, at least to me, yeah, than just, the Leuven Brothers. Just feels more like bow-legged. Yeah. I just got off the horse. Um, you know, it, it, it's the Leuven Brothers was a little little quicker. Yeah, uh, it's Appalachian mm-hmm. uh, compared yeah. to... This the, has got the, more of a Tex-Mex sort yeah. of style to the, it as well. This is definitely a guy who took a nap, like, uh, you know... <laughs> Around noon, it wasn't three. just. It wasn't, a, it, it wasn't all alcohol, alcoholism, and domestic abuse. <laughs> there was, yeah, there was some cattle rustling. And, uh, cattle yeah, this is only almost the uh, uh, what you kind of fantasize about of being like in the West and what? cowboy, and the others are kind of like, oh, I'm so sad. But, yeah, this is a bit more romanticized, yeah. certainly, um, and and. Uh, Influenced by maybe the you know, the the Roy Rogers sort of stuff, the TV and movies, uh, whereas the Louvan Brothers, like 
Ira lived that life. It was just a piece of shit. <laughs> Marty Robbins is more like, let me tell you a story of the West where the Lumens Brothers. Let me tell you about this fucking day of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Marty Robbins races cars for, for sport. I, Ira races them to, Get to away from die. The <laughs> yeah, I thought that line was interesting in the Master's Call where. Uh, you know, it's it's obviously a, a devotional to uh, you know, finding salvation out of being a uh, you know a scumbag kid, a rustler, a rustler. But <laughs> the 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 miracle that he witnesses is a, a stampede that's going to crush him to death, and then the Lord murders a hundred cows with a lightning bolt. <laughs> he lets some of them live; the rest he, he explains. He's like, I you know, a hundred cattle die, the others turned away. It's like. They could have all turned away. You could have just scared them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the, the lightning could have done plenty of stuff. Why did you have to murder a hundred cattle? It could have even like have killed like five of them. Yeah, exactly. Or, or just that one big bull that was coming for him. But nope. Nope. <laughs> and then and then he says, you know, the the, the the whatever life is the Lord's to take and give. It's like, all right, well, it's yep. Old Testament. Lay it on their thick. Yeah. Man, it seems like in the Old West, like you couldn't go to the well for water without dodging a stampede. Right. You'd think that'd be something you could like. Avoid. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> well, I was just outside fighting fire. What are you stampede? <laughs> just ping-ponging around the range. <laughs> what do you want for breakfast? Pancake stampede! Also, Marty Robbins, and I, I think this is going to be... It's, it's either I can't tell how old we look because I've known you guys for as long... But he also has that face of a guy who's definitely way older than what he, he should be on that. He has old face. He, he, yeah. he looks like Hank Hill. Yeah. <laughs> that, is a, that is a guy who's lived. Well, we figured he was 34 <laughs> when he made yeah. this home. Jesus. And he looks like he's mid-40s. <laughs> I'd call him dad. Yeah. <laughs> definitely a guy who's about to be on his second coronary. <laughs> but if you want to talk about a dude who's badass, uh, his racing colors were magenta and blue and this is how he portrayed himself. Motherfucker. Oh, yeah. wow. oh. I, I have to advise you all to go to... Um, I hope... If anybody ever listens to this, I hope that you can go to uh, martyrobbins.com and look at his website because it's one of the most amazing websites. It's a, like a GeoCities website with a little under construction with like sure. the construction arm. like Obviously put up by his estate. Oh, or sure, fans. yeah. But it's, it's fantastic. Oh, it's like great. a total throwback. But yeah, that, that picture, he looks like a combination of like Charles Bronson and Miami Vice. With yeah, the, with the magenta Marty signature. Airbrush Marty. <laughs> All right. Yeah, definite classic. 100% belongs yeah, on the 1001. Totally. Mm-hmm. The, the first that I haven't owned already that I, I can't wait to go out and, and get on vinyl myself. Yeah, yeah I agree. There's, there's no denying that this has a place. And some people are, are would say this is, you know, one of the greatest ever written you know um, what, country records or country yeah uh western records yeah and i would put it right up there with like redheaded stranger and some of those that are kind of have ballad western mm-hmm. themed ballads and things like that um it occupies a weird place that it, it can be like a party album but it can also be like a wind down sort of like after party album too it's i don't know it, it 
it kind of toes the line there. It's that ballad. Yeah. <laughs> that ballad makes you, you can either dance or you can uh, relax. Like relax. And... Yeah. Something about that. Anything else? No. Said no. It all. all right. Next time we will be talking about Dave Brubeck and his quartet with the album Time Out. Sing us out, Marty. <laughs> Out in the West Texas town of El Paso I fell in love with a Mexican girl Nighttime would find me in Rose's cantina Music would play and Felina would whirl Blacker than night were the eyes of Felina Wicked and evil while casting a spell my love was deep for this Mexican maiden I was in love but in vain I could tell One night a wild young cowboy came in Wild as the West Texas wind